Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Have you ever wondered, is buying things online more sustainable than buying things in person, or is shopping in person more sustainable than shopping online? That's the question we're going to be answering today in this mini Bloom Tuesday episode, featuring our special guest who specifically did some research on this topic for an article, which is why I really wanted her to share her findings with us. Before we do that, I wanted to tell you that we're going to be giving away three gift cards for November's giveaway. They were generously offered by our partner, Brightly, which is an online one-stop shop connecting you to sustainability-driven products that directly impact people's lives and our planet. I'll share more about this at the very end, but as always, to enter our monthly giveaways, just head to greendreamer.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletters that I write myself, Uh, so I look forward to connecting connecting with you there. And now to answer the question of the day, is online shopping more or less sustainable than shopping in person? Starting off with what got her to even look into this topic in the first place, here's the writer and blogger behind greenindieblog.com, Polly Barks. So I got interested in this whole idea when I moved to a small Midwestern town that I'm now in. Um, So I had been living in this little tiny studio apartment and I was all of a sudden in a house and I only owned a bed and a desk. (laughs) Um, So, you know, aside from looking for stuff secondhand, there really weren't any kind of sustainable options nearby. And, you know, so I have my blog. So I figured, well, you know, I'll write a post, you know, figuring I'll either justify justify myself for buying things online or at least I'll know like how terrible the impact is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of always my main goal is to just challenge these ideas that I have because I think it's, you know, it's easy to assume things like, oh, shopping online is terrible um, and that be the end of it. But, it you know, it's important to look more critically at that stuff. Right. And your finding, I feel like, is quite surprising is that for the most part, online shopping is more eco-friendly than shopping in person. I mean, for me, it was surprising. I don't know. Do you feel like most people assume that it's worse to shop online? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's kind of that assumption of, oh, well, you know, it's coming from really far away and all that transport cost, how terrible. Um so yeah, I, I definitely thought that. So I was I was pretty surprised. So I'd love to hear about like your research process. What did you look at and what ultimately led you to this conclusion? Yeah, so there's there's actually been quite a lot of studies on this. Um, and, you know, I guess my my main thing is, you know, I like to reiterate that the most sustainable, simplest option is just not to buy things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not always possible. But, you know, if we can move away from buying stuff that cuts down on our emissions the most, um, which obviously not always realistic. So basically what I found is that if you're driving a car and your main goal is the lowest carbon emissions possible, that shopping online is almost always your best bet, which I was shocked by. Um, So yeah, basically cars are the big issue here. And 
you know, like single person cars. Um, so one study I looked at showed that if a car made a round trip of more than four miles to go to a local farm shop, it produced more carbon emissions than a home delivery van that traveled up to 220 miles to deliver an organic box of produce. Wow. Just shocking. <laughs> Is that just because the truck would stop by at all different places on the way? Right. So, yeah, basically the big idea here is that um, companies are super efficient, for better or worse. You know, companies are optimized to make money um, and be very efficient. So, yeah, they have things planned out a lot better than us. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, rather than having 10 individuals going to the same place in a single car, that that delivery van would have a much less, much lower carbon emissions impact. So it's more so like when we drive to a store in person, that product would travel from the original raw material to the manufacturer to the warehouse and from the warehouse gets sent to the store. And then we drive to the store to buy that thing. Whereas when we shop online, that could cut out two of those segments. So it would just be from the warehouse and it could come directly to us. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about it like that, but that's exactly right. And I think, you know, coming at this from a zero waste perspective, I always thought about the packaging and, oh my gosh, this plastic bag, how terrible. Um, and then I'll, I'll cite another study um, <laughs> that um, packaging for online items uh, or items purchased online um, accounts for 22% of the CO2 emissions. Um, so overall, but if you're buying the same item that you would buy online, but in person, um, if you are driving that customer transportation ends up being 65% of the carbon emissions for that product. So I guess in the end, that really means that the plastic packaging is really not the big issue. It's, it's these bigger things that we can't see that really affect, um, our shopping habits. And would this change if someone were living in like a very walkable city where they can walk to stores to shop? Or is that still because they would still have to send products from the warehouse to that store to begin with? Yeah, I, I didn't look too much into that. Um, I am an American living in a place with awful public transport. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say that, um, you know, without driving, you're really reducing the amount of carbon emissions associated with that product. And, you know, I, I did see other studies that, you know, we're talking about, well, if you can, you know, drive to work and on your way home, you can stop by a store and pick something up, then, you know, that's great because you're not, it's, it's adding on extra miles, um, right. driving. So I, w I would think that, you know, taking public transport in a big city or walking would, have really great benefits. Definitely. And as with all things in sustainability, answers are usually complex and nuanced. And I know you looked at quite a few of these as well. So what are some caveats to this conclusion that we should also keep in mind? Yeah. Um, yes. Sustainability <laughs> always has a million different nuances um, for better or worse. Yeah. So I think like you said, um, the way that we go to get our products, um, has a big difference. So, you know, if you're walking or taking public transport, that's a great way to reduce carbon emissions. Um, and then I think, you know, there are kind of 
two big ideas on that point, which first of all, like you really only get the benefit of shopping online or online shipping if you only buy online. So, you know, these studies have found that most consumers, they don't replace, you know, in-person shopping altogether. And because of that, they end up producing more carbon emissions than either online or physical shopping would alone. So you really kind of have to commit to this, which Mm -hmm. is a big thing. (laughs) The other interesting thing is two-day shipping, which we all love. um, Spoiled by Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when a company switches from the fastest, uh, you know, rather than like the most efficient way to get your package, you lose all the benefits of online shipping. So unfortunately, (laughs) no two-day shipping. So ideally, we want for them to be able to ship things efficiently, but not necessarily the most quickly. So if it ends up taking one more day, but they can arrange for all the products to be shipped in the same box, that would really make a positive impact. Absolutely. Or, you know, if if it's coming from California and you're like me in the Midwest, they put it on a truck rather than an airplane, which, I mean, cuts carbon emissions hugely. So increasingly, we are shopping online more and more. I feel like that's just the trend and could be a positive trend, as you mentioned, for reducing emissions from product transportation if we were to buy less to begin with, uh, buy better and also shop primarily online. So with this positive trend in mind, what do you think will be our biggest foreseeable environmental and social impact from shopping going forward? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I mean, I think, you know, all of this being said, there in our lives, there's there's a lot more than just sustainability and the lowest impact because you have to think, well, OK, I'm buying from Amazon, so maybe I do have lower carbon emissions on a product, but does that actually outweigh the ethical issue of supporting a company like Amazon? Or, you know, if if we buy from an ethical or sustainable brand online, like, is that more valuable than supporting our local economy? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think there are good answers to that. But I think, you know, while shopping online, it's it's a useful tool. It, it can also encourage overconsumption and impulse buying. So I think we need to just be be really careful of that. And I guess just on my last, you know, zero waste note, we we kind of can see like any popular trend sustainability and the zero waste movement um, is kind of getting commodified. And, you know, I see this social trend of equating green with spending money and you need to have this and that. And, and I think that's really bringing us further away from our sustainability goals. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot to work with. So how would you unpackage that and get these things, get us to really be able to distinguish these two things? (laughs) That is a great question. Um, I, I think, I think it's all just about being mindful. I mean, we we can, you know, quibble over, well, what's the carbon emissions of this? And is it better to support local or purely sustainable? But I think just being mindful and really shopping within our values rather than impulsively and by what is the most convenient Um I found it really helpful to have like a spending fast of 14 days on anything that isn't essential. Mm. It's kind of terrible at first. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you start 
really thinking most of the time you kind of are, you just forget about what you wanted within those 14 days, which is a great thing. (laughs) Yeah. So do you feel like it's just more about first becoming more self-aware and getting to know what we actually need, um, how long we're going to be using this for, uh, what our values are, what our personal style is, instead of being fed these messages coming from the outside telling us what we need? Absolutely. I think that's, that's, it really needs to be an internal thing. You know, I'm sure you fight the same thing being, you know, online and on Instagram a lot. I mean, we're being fed what we need and what we should consume all the time. And whether it's, you know, quote unquote, green or not, we really need to kind of not internalize those messages and really, really consider what, what's valuable to us and how we'll use it. And, you know, that's good for the environment and good for your budget too. A product can be green, but if we didn't need it in the first place and we bought it, that doesn't make us greener just because we bought something that's green. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So with all this in mind, of course, our top priority should still be to buy less and buy better and to really focus on our needs over our desires or over impulse uh, purchases. But regardless, when we do need to buy, uh, there are definitely ways to shop better and shop more mindfully. So what are some final easy tips you have for us in terms of how we can shop with overall less environmental impact, whether from emissions, packaging, uh, any area? I think, first of all, um, secondhand is always a great option, whether you're doing it online or in real life. We have so many items that are already in existence. It's it's often not even necessary to, you know, create something new. So definitely shopping secondhand when possible. Um, and then again, kind of like we touched on just looking into the brands you buy f- from right? Think about why is Amazon so cheap? What's going on there? So I I personally don't necessarily believe in the concept of conscious consumerism, but I think spending your money does send a message. Um, So, you know, really doing a little bit of research um, when money allows going with smaller brands who you can really easily shoot an email to and say, hey, can you clarify this? Um, And then, you know, just looking um, online, there are so many great bloggers and writers who are talking about ethical and sustainable brands and doing the research for you that that it should be pretty easy. And you're definitely one of those people that we have to keep learning from. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us. Uh, Where can we go to follow your blog online and on social media to stay updated? So I am Green Indie. So you can visit me on greenindieblog.com. And I'm most active on Instagram at greenindieblog. And yeah, I'm always happy to answer questions via email or DM. So let me know what I can help you out with. And that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. I want to take a quick moment to thank you for being here. You are the reason I created this podcast. So knowing you're here alone really keeps me going. So thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your messages as well. They really, they really ha- have really touched me. So thank you for that. And of course, I also want to thank our past and present sponsors for the podcast, which help to uh, support me in producing the show so that I can keep this free for you and anybody else to listen to and learn from. 
For November, our giveaway partner is Brightly, which I shared with you earlier. Sometimes the toughest part about buying better is just all the time needed to do that research, right? So I really appreciate Brightly for having done that research piece for us, uh, also with excellent taste and style. And I also appreciate them for recognizing that we might have certain values that we really want to prioritize. So yeah, they also categorize their products based on values. For example, if your top priority is to support handmade goods, uh, women empowerment, recycled materials, vegan products made in the US, traditional craft, and so forth, you can easily filter things out this way in their online shop accordingly. So I thought that was amazing and just really thoughtful. Other than signing up to our newsletter to win a gift card from them for this month, you can also check them out directly at thebrightly.co. Some of my favorite brands are on here, by the way, which made me all the more excited, of course. So definitely check them out. Again, that's thebrightly.co and sign up for our newsletter at greendreamer.com to win one of three gift cards for this month. Finally, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.